Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dega. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are remote today, and we did it, Mike. We landed the big fish, the guy I've been teasing the last couple weeks. He's shaking his head at me right now. We're on a Zoom call. He's annoyed already, I can tell, and I love it. Uh, we landed... My dad, Mr. Ryan Johnson, he is on today with us for our special I'm Always Right mock draft coverage. Um, you know, it's draft week here for the NFL, for you NFL fans, and we figured who else better to bring on than the king of the mock draft himself, my father, Ryan Johnson. So he's on. We're ready to go. Uh, first off, Dad, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You're yeah. persistent, if nothing else. <laughs> Damn right. That's what happens here. I'm here. Why do you think Mike still shows up every week? I make sure he's here every week. So, um, but let's just jump right in here, though, guys. Um, you know, from a, the Lions are in a pre- precarious situation right now at seven, right? Um, there's so many different ways they can go. We just had uh, Pro Football Focus rank the, the, the current standing of the rosters going into the draft, and the Lions, unsurprisingly, coming in at um, the dead last <laughs> from a roster from a roster construction standpoint mike is laughing because he knows it's not that far off um but uh mike talk to me a little bit about where you think this roster is um from a needs perspective because quite frankly i think they're all over the board and i think that's what makes this draft in particular a little bit more interesting to predict because they can honestly go anywhere and you go all right yeah, no, that's that's the problem where the lines are at is they don't have a single group right now that I think is like finalized and like, all right, we're good with that. Except you can maybe argue the running back group. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yep. They don't have a lot of depth, but they have some good like top pieces there. But right. everywhere you're like, all right, we have like one good linebacker. We have mm-hmm. a couple good secondary pieces, right. but nothing's like really all set in stone anywhere. Right. So you could really go you know, offensive line, just keep adding there. You could go wide receiver because we have no number ones at all. We just have fast dudes everywhere. <laughs> uh, we could get our quarterback for the future in this draft. Like there's so many different possibilities because our right. roster isn't very good. That right. This is what makes this draft more interesting than the last couple where mm-hmm. we were like, we thought we had where we were. We just needed like Jeff Okuda there or we needed like right. a tight end to help out or something. Right. Now it's like, oh, we can go anywhere because – Look at this, Steve. Well, yeah, and I think it's a big drastic difference from last year where I was pounding the table for Jeff Okuda to be the pick. You trade away Slay. Uh, you're going into a make-or-break year with two guys that are definitely um, lame in a lame duck season, right? You know, Matt Patricia obviously fighting to save his job. Bob Quinn kind of in the similar position as well. Obviously, it didn't work out that way for, you know, uh, a myriad of reasons. But so when Okuda got picked, I was very like, okay, like that was the right pick. And I was I was firmly behind it. I know there is um, there has been quite a bit of, you know, talk since then, you know, among Lions fans was, was Okuda the right pick? But um, I still stand by that it was probably the right pick. Dad, talk to me a little bit about where you think this roster is from, you know, from a construction standpoint. I think Mike hit it on the head. The running back room is pretty much set with Jamal Williams being signed. You've got Swift. You've got carry on. Outside of that, though, I mean, do you think that they is there a, is there a spot that they think you need to address early, if nothing else? Maybe not even round one. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if I would say there's any particular position. I think there's a lot of needs, but. You know, I'm also of the belief that this coaching staff that was here previously did no favors to any of the players on the field in <laughs> providing a opportunity to perform properly in their right. positions. Um, I, I'd really like to see our group this year to see where we're actually at with a competent coaching staff and then kind of make an evaluation since this is basically probably going to be a throwaway year anyway. Absolutely. 
Um, I, you know, and you brought up the slave being traded and picking Okuda. I, I'm trying to remember the timeline of how that happened, but you know, it's just another failure of, of the previous regime that you, you trade away your best player yeah. before the draft. And then everyone knows you're taking Okuda and loses yeah. all value of your draft pick. So. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think you, I think you hit the nail right on the head a little bit there when, you know, it, it was very, it was very apparent early on in the draft process, you know, knowing you signed Trufant free agency almost immediately after Slay gets dealt. Um, I don't even necessarily think that the trade for Slay was bad. You know, he did not have a good year in Philadelphia at all. Uh, you know, you can start to see the the wheels are starting to slow down a little bit for him, but to your point to being able to leverage back even a little bit to, you know, five, six accumulate extra ammunition, you know, in that draft to address some glaring holes that you had still, you weren't really able to do that because of the situation you put yourself in with, with Slay for sure. Is there, um, is there a guy right now, regardless of position for you, dad, that if he falls to seven outside of let's just take Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson out of the conversation. Cause I know that if either one of those guys fall, we would both, you know, we'd all have a heart attack. Um, that's not going to happen, but is there a one specific guy at seven where you go, if he's there, I want him. Like, I don't care who else is on the board. It could be the best scenario ever where, everybody's there. They all, everyone else goes kicker <laughs> at seven at seven. They're all there. Is there a number one prospect for you in your mind that you'd like to take it at seven? If I, mean, they can't if I, if I have to stay at seven, yeah. I mean, and a lot of people say you don't take the linebacker at seven, but I mean, I still believe, I still believe Parsons is still the best pick for the team. Wow. Okay. Because I just think that he's going to be the center of your defense for the next 10 to 12 years. And mm-hmm. he looks amazing. And he'd be my pick. I think no, regardless if you can't trade down and even if one of the tackles is there tackles, not a priority. Right. I mean, it's, would it be nice to have another, you know, outstanding tackle? Absolutely. But is he going to be the one that's going to put you over the top or even get you moving forward? I don't know if that's true. Well, I think there's, I think there's something to be said about positional value, right? And at seven, I think that is the reason why a lot of people have backed off of Parsons outside of the off the field stuff. And I think that's another issue as well. Um, especially for a regime that is very much high on character, as you can tell, right? They need to be gritty. They need to have, they need to fit whatever the Lions culture that they're building there. So I think that's another, I guess, argument or detriment to the, to the Parsons thing. I agree with you though. I like Parsons a lot. He's definitely in my, on my board. He is the best defensive player in this draft. I know a lot of people like uh, Patrick Sertan out of Alabama is the number one defensive prospect, but I think Parsons is a little more versatile for what he gives you. Um, I do think that I do think though that Lions fans, I think get enamored with the athleticism of him, but he never really dropped back into coverage. And that's something I think that's a lot of buzzwords for the Lions is that you need a linebacker who can cover dealing with the Christian Jones and the Jared Davises of the world where they look completely lost in coverage. You know, Parsons doesn't really bring a ton of that either. He's more of your run stuffer, but he brings a lot of athleticism off the edge where I think that you were missing from before. So you know, um, well, if he's more like Ray Lewis, then uh, uh, I don't pick a linebacker that can cover Anthony Barr. I'll, yeah. I'll take the Ray Lewis. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Mike, same question to you. I mean, at, at seven, everything falls your way outside of obviously the top two. And I know early on in the process, we were like, man, Zach Wilson, maybe he's a guy who falls and that'd be a great day. But clearly that's not going to be the case anymore. Um, you know, three, four, five, six, they all take kickers. Everyone's on the board. Who are you taking at seven? If if you got your dream scenario, 
Uh, and you can't trade out. Yeah. And you can't trade uh, out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I've always been on the Parsons wagon, too. Um, ever since we started, I always thought linebacker was, like, the glaring big need. Um, but right now, I would honestly say, because of how versatile he can be at the offensive line position, Rashawn Slater would be a really great pick. Mm-hmm. Even though I know I know we can argue that the offensive line isn't, like, we have three really, really good solid pieces on the offensive line. Correct. So I can't really – it's not like – The whole left side. And yeah, like, the whole left side is, like, pretty, like, good. Yep. But Rashawn Slater plays so good at guard and also really good at right tackle that it's, like – okay, uh, you want to put Vitae at guard now. Okay, then you can just move Slater to tackle. All right, he sucks. Let's put Tyler Crosby at. All right, Slater can go to guard. Or you can, like, you can move yeah. him around in places to kind of, like, he's almost like your stopgap guy until you draft a solidified position. And it's like, all right, then you can move there and be perfectly fine there. Yeah. So I think Rashawn Slater would be a great pick here mm-hmm. um, because since we're saying we can't trade down yeah. – um, mm-hmm. And Jamar Chase, I think there's so many – this receiving class is so deep that I love Jamar Chase. But, like, we always talk about uh, Bateman from Minnesota could possibly be, like, an early second-round guy we could look at, and I love him too. So if we could get, like, a combination of, like, a Slater-Bateman in the first two picks, I I would would see nothing wrong with that, really. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of position flexibility here. You know, I'm surprised you guys, I'm surprised neither one of you went wide receiver. You know, I think that's, I think it's hard. It's about to, 1A. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. 1A and yeah, 1B. Like if Jamar Chase, Chase falls at seven, I'm pretty sure if, uh, unless there's a quarterback still on the board that people are calling for, I'm basically running up to the to the podium to take him. Um, let me ask you guys about Kyle Pitts a little bit here because he is, he is considered the best pass catcher in this draft right by all experts um he's he's not a tight end really if we're being honest with ourselves you know most tight ends don't run four four <laughs> they don't they just don't they don't all line up almost exclusively in the slot for the most part he doesn't do a ton of blocking he's a wide receiver but he's a tight end by distinction give me your thoughts dad on kyle pitts and i know we have hawkinson but if he's there at seven and i'm going to propose this <laughs> this exact same scenario in a little bit if he's there at seven do you take him because he's the best offensive weapon, quote unquote, in this draft, knowing that you just need playmakers in general? Well, one, if he's there at seven, I think it becomes a very valuable pick. And I You're think calling Jerry Jones, right? Yeah, I'm calling Jerry Jones because <laughs> he's already publicly stated how much he loves him. I'll take four first rounders. All right. Yeah, exactly. Sounds, Fleece him like great. we did on the Roy Williams trade, you know, maybe <laughs> probably give him more for him because this guy can actually play. Right. So, I mean, it, it has to be a strong consideration. I mean, he's, you know, he looks on paper and, and what he's done in the field, everything adds up right i mean he right. looks like he's going to be amazing and then if you pass on him and he is and you look like the idiot but right you know we are in the spot where if somebody offers to trade up i mean you you have to look at that scenario too because you do have a lot of holes to fill right um, yeah i think the best player available if 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 you know, and Brad Holmes in his press conference, right? He he didn't really shed a light on anything, really. You know, the Detroit media doing what they do. I love Carlos Monterez. You know, how many blue chip guys you have in this class? I think there's, you know, there's a good, you know, there's a good chunk of them. Well, how many? Like he's gonna tell you that you you flaming ignoramus. He's he's so terrible. Um, but you know, he didn't really tip his hand at anything. You know, he said he's had conversations just like every other team probably in the top ten has talked about trading down. I'm sure. Um, but do you think that the stigma, and Mike, this is for you, do you think the stigma, especially here in Detroit, for drafting another high tight end, knowing that it's only worked 50% of the time? Clearly, Ebron was a disaster, but Hawkinson's a pro bowler, right? I can make the argument right now, Hawkinson is a top 
10 at minimum tight end in the league right now, I would say maybe I'd, I'd say the lowest you could put him is probably eight. If, if we're being, everyone's healthy, you know, Kittles, everyone's there. Um, so Hawkinson's clearly working out. He's going to get a second contract, but it, because t- the, the tight end distinction has been placed upon Pitts, do you think that's why maybe not as many lions fans are as excited about this dude because of previous draft history? No, that's, that's exactly why like no one really wants Kyle Pitts. I was actually listening to someone the other day and I was yeah. actually talking to my friends about this the other day. And they were like, you know, it would be awesome if, because he is technically a tight end, that you could do a package where you do like a, almost like a like a single back. You know, always they do those like that's yeah, a twelve personnel, they, two yeah, tight ends, personnel. Yeah, like they have like one yeah. wide receiver out, all these lines, whatever. Yep. And then they go, oh, by the way, now we're gonna split out five wide, and now Kyle Pitts is gonna be on a linebacker, and right. it's like, oh yeah, good luck guarding him because he runs a four four, yeah. like that kind of scenario. Or you could be in five wide, and they have like their dime package out, and then you come in close, and now he can block a. Yep. block the corner or whatever right. like right. those kind of scenarios like oh man that would be so great mm-hmm. to be able to have like you know uh tight end on corner or you have you know linebacker covering yeah. as right. on him or something so like those scenarios i think would be great but i would like at the same time i go but you could also get like jamar chase if he's there and he can just go and beat you know the Everybody. best corner out there and <laughs> yeah. You know, and you need you absolutely need a wide receiver where you don't absolutely need a tight end anymore. But right. I like the 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 twelve personnel thing, splitting out and stuff like all that stuff. I'm like very intriguing to me that, yeah. you could, that you have the possibility of doing that. I think this draft though too lends itself to where because you're gonna be bad anyway. You almost can kind of, if you're Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell go, dude, this guy checks all the boxes from a playmaker perspective. And you can almost get away with, listen, he's the best offensive weapon in the draft and we're going to suck. And I wish they would just come out and say that, right? Like, listen, it's going to be a rough year, right? We got Jared Goff here. We got no offensive firepower on the outside. That's consistent. At least I, I I'll be wait to be proven wrong on that one. Um, our defense needs to get a complete overhaul from a schematic standpoint. So four wins is probably our ceiling in a 17 game window here. So because of that, we're just getting better players. That's straight up, right? You're just getting the best player available. So I think, if they were to do something like that, where if Pitts falls, which I don't think he will, but if he is, and you're not getting a trade offer that's good enough to make you want to trade back, and I think at minimum, you know, a day two, you know, multiple day two picks or a day two pick, and then something in next year's draft is at minimum probably what they're going to want to trade down. Um, you know, taking Kyle Pitts there, you need to go. Listen, he's the best player on the board. He's the best non-quarterback in the draft, so that's why we took him. And I think people go all right, you know, and then, you know, see what the hell happens. Um, but let's shift focus now a little bit here. You know, let's do our last mock draft corner of the year. Um, as you guys know, every single week we do a mock draft, you know, we get, we pull some from somewhere. Um, we kind of do a, you know, a guess the pick kind of thing going forward all the way through the lion's pick. And then we kind of do the highlights. So Mike, uh, where is our mock draft for? And then before we go through our own mock draft simulator ourselves here as a team, um, who's this mock draft from the last one of the year. So it better be a good one. Well, we always go by the most consistent guy out there. Walter, <laughs> Fo- uh, Walter, Walter football. Yep. Uh, updated yesterday. Okay. The 24th, cool. I guess, because this comes on Monday. So the 24th. Yep. yep. So it's the most up-to-date one you can get. I think this is their last one of the year. Okay. Um, 
So we're gonna have some fun with this one. Okay. So dad, here's why I want to do this. Um, so one and two, we're just going to bypass. We already kind of know it's T law and Zach Wilson, right? We get, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is already donating to Jacksonville charities. That's how in lock this is like, I'm pretty sure. And at the pro day, everybody, every Jacksonville coach went, why are you guys here? Like it's not yeah. happening. Stop. You guys it. don't have a chance. Yeah. You have no chance. This is not happening. Um, so Zach Wilson's going to, so let's just start it at three. I'll let you okay. take this one before. And, and you know, th- this is the first, you know, question mark of the draft, right. Is what the hell are the Niners going to do? Um, me and my, I was two weeks ago. I was very much like, man, I can't believe the Niners are going to take Mac Jones last week. I went, there's no way they can take Mac Jones. <laughs> Mike has been consistent in saying there is 0% chance that they're taking Mac Jones at three. Who do you think they take in this draft? You know, who do you think Walter football's got a mock to? Cause they've apparently made their decision already on the three guys. Yeah. Who do you think? Okay. So after reading a, a couple additional articles on this, I, I, I am starting to lean towards it. It might actually be Matt Jones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can, because the only reason I say this is because um, Shanahan yeah. loves the pocket passer. He yes. doesn't want the guy that runs. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, and already in, I think they were showing it that, you know, he's already changing his stance to what um, he had Matt Ryan do when he got there. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I, man, flip a coin. I, I don't really know. Honestly, yeah. it's going to be a tough one. I, it's going to be like when, I don't know, somebody a couple of years ago when we were at the draft at the yeah. Lions, they traded up and drafted some random guy and we couldn't believe it. I mean, right. But right. oh no, it was a Baker Mayfield trade, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, no, no, it was well, yeah. When Baker just went number one, and we went, oh my gosh, they actually <laughs> yeah. did. It was supposed to be Darnold, and everybody went, oh my gosh, they took him instead. And it yeah. was like, oh man, or like when Zeke went four, everybody went, holy crap, he went number four. Yep. This is insane. And, and selfishly, if Mac Jones goes three, that also helps our situation at seven. Oh, immensely, but, immensely. But I, I mean, I. I I don't know. I think there, there's still a lot of question marks that people are either fabricating or really see with fields. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just think that with all the talk and there's, you know, there's so much talk about it. There's got to be a little truth to it. So I'm, I'm going to go with Jones where there's smoke, there's fire. Right. So Mike yep. is, is, is dad locked in here? Is, does he got it? Uh, he does not have no, it. Right. Actually, <laughs> the crazy thing is, I thought it would be Justin Fields. They actually have him taking Trey Lance. And you know why? You know why they had that for, before I let you go here is because there was a report that came out a couple days ago by, you know, once again, another unnamed source, right? That Trey Lance was their guy. Yeah. That, that all of a so, sudden, out of nowhere, it went from being between Fields and Jones to now Trey Lance is their guy. Yeah. So, somebody, so it says in here that Lance has been working with uh, quarterbacks coach John Beck who has strong ties to Kyle Shanahan. And right. after speaking with Shanahan, he stated that he wants a mobile quarterback. So that's why they're assuming that they're going to take Trey Lance. Mm. But yeah. I, I don't agree with that. I think if Justin Fields, like, I think he's got to be the pick. But Well, I mean, here's the thing too, right? And we talked about this last week. The, the, the glaring errors in Justin Fields is the fact that he played at Ohio State right? That is why everyone is dogging this kid right now. It's not because of anything he did on the field. Cause if you're looking at what he did in the field, all he did was win. So yeah. he can't, you know, and put up great numbers, but the fact that he played at Ohio state along, you know, and you just go down the list of failed Ohio state quarterbacks, that list is endless. Right. And, but the problem is, is that no one's applying that same logic to Alabama quarterbacks. Cause there hasn't been a single Alabama quarterback that I can name right now that has turned into anything. I mean, say what you want about Tua, but as of right now, 
you know, the fact that Miami was even entertaining the fact of taking a quarterback in this draft goes to show you where they think about Tua Tagovailoa right now. So right now you can't even say that Tua is the, is the one that bucked that trend. So all the arguments you're making against fields can be applied to Mac Jones. So I don't know how you can evaluate Mac Jones over fields. The arm strength isn't better. The athleticism isn't better. It's not like they played in a system where they didn't have two top first round picks. Oh wait, they did in um, Jalen Waddle and the, the Heisman trophy winner. Oh, and Najee Harris, who's probably the best running back in the, in the country last year. But besides that, he didn't have anybody, you know, besides those three guys, he didn't have anybody to go to. So I don't get it. I don't understand. But so you got Trey Lance going three Atlanta, I think is another one that's also extremely interesting just based on, you know, they have, once again, they're going to be bad this year too. We've heard reports that Arthur Jones wants to stay the course with Matt Ryan. I think he's looking at it from, I need to win now in order to kind of, build up some equity <laughs> with the fan mm-hmm. base. Um, I've heard though that the GM wants to go quarterback and kind of start over, but similar to the Lions situation, that contract is so bad with Matt Ryan because they've kicked the can down the road. They're stuck to Matt Ryan for two years, whether it's trade or not, they're going to have to pay him a boatload of money. So um, I think they're going to take Kyle Pitts at four. Uh, am I right? Just because he's You're the best player right. available. Son of a, no. No, they two weeks ago, I Justin. nailed this. <laughs> They did take Justin Fields, but okay. the, the the other draft possibility is Kyle Pitts. It's yeah. either it's one or the other, but they they went with Justin Fields. So the GM wins out in that argument, then. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, but they really should be looking at somebody to keep Matt Ryan standing. So yeah, that's yeah, that. right. Yeah. And Penesul, you know, or Slater for that matter, both could be a, could be a selection there too. That yes. that gap is closing rapidly between Slater and Sewell, and I think position flexibility is part of it. Um, you know, so I'm very interested to see kind of how that breaks down. That would be a big shocker to me if Slater went first still, because I think Sewell is still the better prospect, but I'm not outweighing if maybe somebody goes and, you know, my, you know, the next two picks, Cincinnati and Miami. Dan, I'll let you have uh, Cincinnati here. Where do you think they go? Obviously, quarterback is not on the board here. Four quarterbacks <laughs> are gone, really? so they, they've got the, the, the pick of the litter here for the most part. Um, where do you think they go? You, you said at four, uh, they took who? I have to Justin Fields. Justin yeah. Fields, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the four I, so all four quarterbacks gone so far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they should go Pitts, but I think it's more likely that they'll probably go uh Jamar Chase. You think Jamar Chase over an offensive lineman there? Yep. Okay. Yep. Mike, is he right? Uh you are not. They take Dude, we are so off today. My goodness. This is a rough <laughs> but Kyle, it's funny because <laughs> Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase are the other like the top two yeah. par- uh, possibilities there. Right. But in my theory, is- Sewell's already gone, so that makes me right. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, you, you would be right there though. Yeah. Miami is gotta be jumping for joy, right? Yeah, because Miami's now you've got and way. honestly the Lions are too a little bit, if especially if they're if they've kind of ruled quarterback off and now at the point where um, Mac Jones is the only quarterback left that's really worth a first round consideration question mark. I still don't really agree with that, but um, so now you have Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase and Rashawn Slater all still available. And one of those, two, one of those guys is going to fall to you at seven guaranteed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to throw in Patrick Sertan, if they, if they want to go double up on corner, Micah Parsons is still there. JOK is still there. There's a lot of options for the lions here. And you're really hoping for a trade down. If you're the lions at this point, because you're like, I got so many, if you traded down to even 10 and took Jalen Waddle, no one's going to complain <laughs> like nobody. So, all right. So six is Miami. I'm going to say they take Jamar chase anyway. 
just because they need weapons. Kyle Fuller's only on, or uh, Kendall Fuller, or whatever his name is, Will Fuller is only on a one-year deal. Devontae Parker sucks. Um, I say they could take Kyle Pitts too. They took an offensive tackle last year in Jackson from USC. So I, I could maybe see Sewell falling here just to help Tua, but I think they just want to give Tua the best possible chance to succeed. And what better way to do that than give him the best wide receiver? That's a fair argument. Yeah, I'm wrong again. Him. Son of a bitch. Uh, they take Kyle Pitts. Oh, uh, all right. They just think he's the best offensive guy Player. there, and he's a matchup nightmare. Yeah. Okay. All right. Basically. Well, then the Lions, you know, so then the Lions are up with that. And so, but uh, Jacecki. There's no, yeah, right. There's no trades in this, yeah, right? Is there? Is there trades? In no, this there's mic? no trades. Okay. No, no. So, can we both agree then at this pick, it's definitely Jamar Chase, and they're running up to the podium probably with it. Oh yeah, if he's there, that's got to be it. Yeah. So uh, you guys are hundred percent right. right. Oh, we got the only one that matters, right? That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Mike, you know, if, if the board falls this way, is there any possibility that anybody is, is bitching up a storm come Friday morning that Jamar Chase is a Detroit lion. If the board falls like this? No, probably not. I mean, no. I would still say like, maybe Jamar uh, Chase. He's like, he's like, man, Cincinnati really did want me there. Huh? <laughs> um, no, I don't think anyone's angry about it. Yeah. Um, I think some people would want the offensive lineman, like I said. Yeah. But I don't think sure. anyone's – or even, like, the linebacker. Like, some people are big on the Michael Parsons train also. But mm-hmm. I don't think really – like, you're getting Jamar Chase, who's the best wide receiver. I don't think there's going to be a lot of complaining. Well, also, too, I do want to mention this a little bit because, you know, the lovely 97 when the ticket brought this up last week, and unfortunately I tuned in just for that little portion of it, and it already pissed me off, so I had to turn it off. Immediate Um, regrets. Immediate regrets, right? Regrets for sure. Um, They were talking about, I think it was Valenia and Rico, they were like, with the Lions' history of taking wide receivers early in the draft, that the value is just not there, they need to go offensive line. Now, I can make the argument that they may be right, you know, that if Sewell or Slater is there, um, just kind of building upon, you know, uh, a strength, honestly, right, which you could possibly be doing with Slater um, or, or Sewell if somehow he falls there. Um, but to, to, I don't like this notion. And I think they even hit on it in Brad Holmes press conference, where does it make you pause due to the organization's historical lack of success, taking a wide receiver high to just to kind of rule that situation out. I mean, yeah, let me start with you. Does that, does that play into a factor at all for you at all when taking a wide receiver in, in the top 10? Because there's like, well, the draft is so deep, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, but the draft is so deep and yet this dude's the best one. So yeah, it's I, like, I think people are, are lumping their years together for convenience for their argument, right? Because right. when's the last time we took a wide receiver in the first round? What uh, year was that? Calvin. It was Calvin at two. Yeah, so yeah, that worked how many out years well. ago is that? You know, uh, yeah. And I mean, in seven. Really, you could argue with this draft if it wasn't so quarterback heavy that you could have three to four wide receivers in the top ten. Yeah. So you you know you're not saying that you know we're the anomaly here. There's yep. going to be three other teams that take a wide receiver in the top ten. Right. So I yeah that doesn't doesn't weigh into my consideration. Well, I'm just interested to see the argument when Atlanta takes Pitts at four. You know what I mean? Like if that happens and he goes, you know, as high as a top four pick, right? And everyone's, you know, laughed at the Lions for taking Hawkinson at eight, us included, quite frankly. I was not thrilled <laughs> when they took Hawkinson at eight. No, we were but, uh, but at the same time, you know, that's where the league is going, right? It is no longer the traditional, okay, well, we got to build in. Cause like, look at like a team like Dallas, right? Dallas had five Pro Bowl offensive linemen, had one of the quote unquote best running backs in the league, even though historically his average has dropped dramatically from year to year, but we're not going to make that argument now. 
And you had Dak there, you had decent wide receivers, and they have no playoff wins. They have nothing to show for it, right? So not saying the offensive line's not a need. And not like if they took Sewell at seven, they took Rashawn Slater at seven, I'm not going to be mad. You got your right tackle of the future. You kick Vitae in. And guess what? If Vitae sucks next year, you cut him for no dead cap hit, and you're able to take a guard in round three of next year's trap, and you got a starting offensive lineman, and your offensive line's awesome. But – to, to, to balk at taking a dynamic playmaker like this, who is immediately your number one ride receiver, who you can immediately just go, Hey, go get it. I, I, I don't see any negatives there. Any other highlights, Mike, um, in this, in this mock draft before we get, I want to get around two as well for the lions, just to kind of do a little bit more detail okay. before we go into our mocks. Have to look through. Uh, so at number nine, Denver takes uh, Michael Parsons. So, okay. Um, There's real big, fan, big fan. So you, yeah. So you need to be around nine to be able to get Michael Parsons in this one. Yeah. I still think positional, like I wouldn't be shocked if they take Parsons, but I think they're going to really try really hard to go down to, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 range in order for mm-hmm. them to be like, all right, this is a solid, solid pick. But I do think that the off the field stuff as is not, that crazy to me as maybe other people are making it out to be everybody makes these these off the field reports seem like they killed somebody you know what i mean but at the same Mm -hmm. time if you're the detroit lions where you're coming off of a regime where culture was clearly toxic it yeah this pick has got to be like he's got to be captain america almost type type you know what i mean (laughs) was the the coaching staff toxic though or was it the player environment that was toxic you know that's yeah i mean I get what you're saying, but I, I, I feel like Campbell's an old school guy and old school guys used to do those yeah. kind of things, you know, hazing right. other players and things like that. So honestly, I, I doubt it's even a blip on the radar. It could not be right. For sure. It, it may not be, but I'm just looking at it from the outside, looking in, right. That this pick similar to when we talked about when Bob Quinn was here and he nailed his first pick, right. Taylor Decker is a top 10 left tackle in this league right now. And you know, he's on the second contract now. He nailed that pick, right? He firmly, there was a slam dunk. Everybody was like, yep, that works. Left tackle the future. This needs to be that kind of player, right? Well, whoever it is, offensive line, wide receiver, quarterback, whatever, it needs to be that kind of guy where we're getting to a second and third contract. But all right, keep going, Mike. Anybody else that we want to kind of make a note of? So at number 20, the Chicago Bears Oh, I think this is funny. Take Mac Jones. They take, yeah, they take Mac yeah, Jones. Yeah, that's the Bears being the Bears. Ryan Pace is like, my job is so secure. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. I love it. And then the the Cleveland Browns take uh, JOK linebacker at Notre Dame. Jeez, I don't uh, know what. To where's he gonna play? Them. They just have so yeah. many. That that roster is ridiculous so, right Ricky, now. Yeah. Outside of their quarterback, it is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but those are the big highlights. So we're going to move okay. into the second round here. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of uh, touch on the it. second round just a little bit, just to yeah. see. The first uh, right round's before, sexy, but we still can get starters in rounds two and three. Yeah. Uh, right before the Jets take Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Okay. Uh, so I guess he's going to try to do something there, I guess. Poor, poor guy. Uh, Him and Zach Wilson, though, that's fun. That's at least on, on in Madden. That'll be a great – that'll be a great – That would be player. great. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing too big. So Lions picking at 41. Where do you think they go? Well, you got a position because it's so hard because we obviously we don't know everyone's gone. Well, you have at least a position. Yeah. Uh, they they take a defensive end slash defensive tackle. Okay. Rousseau from Washington. Oh no, I was uh, thinking Rousseau, the guy from uh, from Miami. That's Miami. Miami, right? I was hoping either Zayvon Collins or uh, Jamin Davis would be there, but. So. Um, Russo oh. actually goes two picks before to Cincinnati. So, mm. um, but they let's, take. All right, you want to keep guessing? 
Milton Williams. Milton Louisiana Williams. Tech. Hey, listen, no. you you say that, Dad, but you know what? A lot of people are like, that's the if you're looking for an Aaron Donald type guy, that's him. But all right, uh, yeah. no, he goes he goes later. Does he? Okay, forty nine years. Um, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. See, let me get to my list of players. So I at least have somebody to guess from. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Georgia guy, is it? He got no. he had to be gone already. Okay. No. Oh, Jalen Phillips. Uh, no, he goes later. Also to uh, New York. Jalen Phillips Carl- may be the best uh, defensive lineman in this draft, by the way. Carlos Basham. Of- yep. Carlos wow, Basham. there it is. Nice call. Wake nice Forest. Call. Now, I guess uh, let's talk about that for a second because you know, for the last couple years, that has been a a glaring hole on this team of lack of pass rushers, right? Yeah. But now when you look at this roster and how it's constructed, you've got Trey Flowers, you've got Aquara, both of them, I should say. You've got two Aquaras. Um, Deshaun Hand can play both defensive tackle and edge, right? Um, and you've also got uh, the other fourth rounder from Clemson. What's his name? The line, You know what I'm talking about? Yep. What's his name? He's been injured for the first yeah. two years. Austin Bryant. Thank yeah, you. Austin Thank Bryant. you, Mike. Yeah. Right. So I don't necessarily know if yeah, Ed... it seems like a luxury pick here. I, don't, yeah. I, I think there's other needs that need to be addressed. But I think once again, I think the, the sentiment still needs to be made of. I don't think they're in a position right now that where I, I can honestly see them just going best player available, the straight best player, whether that's mm-hmm. a safety, a linebacker, a corner, I don't think they're going to have really any qualms about it and just say, you know what? Screw it. He's the best player on our board. Take him. Yeah. Run, run down the next five players taken after that. Okay. So they got um, Joe Tyron defensive end out of Washington, Rashad Weaver defensive end out of Pittsburgh, uh, Sam Cosme offensive tackle out of Texas, uh, Tyson Campbell cornerback out of Georgia, and then Kenny Gainwell running back out of Memphis. Wow, I don't see any. I mean, I like I like Tryon out of Washington, but yeah. other than that, I don't and really care for any. Davion Nixon goes uh, fifty, so it goes like nine picks after. Mm. There was a lot of pass rushers that went in that round too, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that's interesting. I, I like this this the, the defensive line class as a whole is not deep in this in this no. draft at all. It is not. You're not. You don't have one or two blue chip guys where you go, oh, set them on the edge and let them go, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another reason why that I I know some people like I'd really like to get an edge in this draft, but man, you you have a lot of money invested in edge right now. I know it's not big sack mm-hmm. numbers, but you got two guys at least right now. You have your starters. It's Trey Flowers and it's uh, Romeo Aquara. You know what I mean? So I think that's I, I you know I, I'd be interested to see. Um, you know, is there any wide receivers that go in our general area at that point in time? Well, what about the safety from TCU? Is he already gone at that point? Trayvon Morick? I wouldn't be shocked if he went round one. Yeah, he, yeah, he went late round one. Okay. Yeah, that wouldn't shock yeah. me. Richie Grant's a guy that a lot of people like. Jamar Johnson. Asante um, Samuel. Is he gone already at that point? Uh, Yeah, he went late round one also. Woo, wow. All right. Oh push him up the board <laughs> it's the yeah, name value. well you know yeah, what's funny is that they did a split between him and his dad they're the exact same athletic type it's actually insane how like mirror image they are all right let's shift now here great job mike as always you know makes me sad our last mock draft corner of the year um <laughs> it's the my favorite thing to do is talk hypotheticals all right so now what i want to do is we're going to do a couple mocks on our own so this first mock draft i want to do where we can't do any trade outs here i've got it set for seven rounds but i don't think we're going to go all seven we may just go to round like three that's really the sexy picks is the first three rounds after that you're just taking best player available best player available right and then at the end we'll kind of ask about maybe some sleepers i know dad you've got one in particular on the defensive line that you really like but um 
so basically the way this is going on, and obviously you guys can't see our screen here, but um, in round one, we've got Trevor Lawrence going one, Zach Wilson two, Justin Fields goes three, which is not out of the realm of possibility. Sewell goes four, Rashawn Slater goes five, and Jamar Chase goes six. So the Lions looking at it from an overall prospect standpoint, Kyle Pitts is still there. Trey Lance is still there. Jalen Waddell, Patrick Sertan, Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, um, Micah Parsons, JOK. In this scenario, and I and I kept this scenario around because of this because of the same conversation we had earlier, is Pitts the pick here um, in a scenario where you're not really getting great great trade down offers? And I, honestly, the trade offers that we got here are not great. Pick 27 and 31. These this isn't even accurate anymore because they don't even have the 31st pick or the 27th pick. I don't think because they traded it. Uh, oh no, yeah, they just got it. No, they got it from Kansas City. I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're trading way down. To go, you know, I mean, there better be a first rounder in there next year. Yeah, not there's a second. Not, yeah, not that. And the other one is you're trading out of the first round completely, but you do get a first next year. I don't think you have the luxury at this point if you're the Lions to trade this far out of it. So we didn't get great um, trade offers for this pick anyway. Um, is Kyle Pitts the pick here, or do you take the risk and say Trey Lance is your guy, knowing he's going to sit for two years? I'm taking Pitts. Taking I'm Pitts. Taking Pitts. Oh. This is, by the way, this yeah. would be probably worst case scenario especially yeah. if you can't trade out oh because you have yeah. like no options you're like you have to take pits yeah pretty much yeah okay so pits goes here um we're gonna keep it going here waddle lance or tan all the next three best probably best prospects you go. see horned in the chart Ugh. mac jones going to the eagles can we talk about that dumpster fire as we're waiting to see <laughs> what's going on in round two here uh, uh parsons and ron rivera's defense is going to be an animal mm-hmm mm-hmm that's another team too with Washington that I wouldn't be shocked to see them. You know, I don't know necessarily lines are going to want to move down to 19, but Washington feels like a quarterback away from really making some headway in a really, really crappy division right now. Okay. So, Ooh, Baron Browning went just before us. That sucks. Um, <laughs> um, I don't think either. I don't think that one or this one is worth taking it. So we're just gonna get out of that. No. Okay. So looking at the board here, is there is there a position here? So you you go offensive weapon, um, round one. So I mean, now is it defense? I know a lot of people are like, man, the defense is so bad. You need to address it. But I don't think anything really needs to be off the table here. I think they could go offense again, and I'm not going to be shocked by it. Whether it's offensive lineman, um. You know, if you really want to get crazy, go Kadarius Tony out of Florida and just, you know, take all the floor. <laughs> go back to back Florida guys just on offense this time. Last time we did it defensively. This time we'll go offense. But like Elijah Moore's there, Rondell Moore's there, Deami Brown, who averages 25 yards a catch <laughs> in his college career. That's insane. Um, lots, of, lots of nice picks there. Nico Collins, I mean, that's a bit high, but there's a lot of guys there that you could be really excited about. Is there, is there a position where, at this point, does it have to be defense, or what are you guys thinking? Jalen I mean, Phillips is there, Richie Grant. I, I don't think it necessarily has to be defense, but I do think, unless there's – and this board doesn't really have a guy who I'm like, oh, offensive, he would be great offensively to have. Yeah. I would probably go somewhere defense. Okay. Do you think in the secondary, think corner, linebacker, um, linebacker, lineback. Jabril Cox is there. He's really, really good. I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't like um, who, who's another guy that people are really high on that. I don't, I don't really understand. Uh, I think Dylan Moses, this is too early. I think he's rated too high. Once again, yeah. Alabama quarter, uh, linebackers are still a bit hit or miss. Um, looking at the cornerback spot. There's a no, lot of no, there's no, a, good corner. 
Um, there's some people that I think Ambry Thomas is a guy that I think you should be really excited about later in the draft, like fifth round, fourth, fifth round, especially to play the slot. Um, um, another guy too, I think that people need to do is Sean Wade from uh, Ohio state, not to play at corner, but to convert to safety. But that's just my opinion. Um, is there, is there a guy that you like Mike in this, in this little bit here or dad for that matter? Is there a guy that you're, that you'd be pounding the table for? I'm probably looking at Richie Grant here. I'm probably going safety. I was going to say that, but I actually like, um, I like Andre Cisco from Syracuse too. So that's another guy that it's a ball hawk that I would like to look at later, but you never know what you're going to get later. Right. I like him. I like, I like a lot of safeties. I like Richie Grant. I like uh, Jamar Johnson. I like Hafunga as being that in the box type safety as well. Um, Cisco is really good. Like I said, they have, they even have Sean Wade as a safety in here because I don't think he's going to play corner, but that dude, listen, and in the slot, he was great, but when he had to go outside, he was terrible. So just let him kind of roam free, but I don't know with, you know, how they're going to run the defense. I don't know if they're going to go three safety sets or what. So, Mm -hmm. uh, Richie Grant sounds like a good solid pick, but we also, you know, Cisco could potentially be there as well. Maybe in round three, maybe, um, let me go back to the big board here. Um, I think Jalen Phillips is hard to pass on too. I think he's probably the best pass rusher in this draft. He just has a lot of injuries, right? He almost had to retire, mm-hmm. I think, due to concussions. Um, so yeah. that's, I think, the biggest. Issue. That'd be a hard pass for me. Yeah, I'm so I'm so shook from that Travis Best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's had concussion histories, but he's okay now. Yeah, for about four games. Yeah. All right. So who's the pick here? Who do you guys think? Uh do we just go safety and then see if, if we're wrong? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, let's I'm take... cool. I'm cool with Richie Grant. All right, let's take Grant here and we'll keep going and see what happens. Get, get um, a nice little safety. I think I think here too, if you if you're thinking you're gonna move on from Vitae at some point, and that's a high possibility after this year due to his contract and everything, especially to have him play guard. I don't want to be paying ten million dollars for a guard. Um, there's Nick Bolton, he went at 57 to the Rams. Um you know, this is the sweet spot for interior offensive linemen, right? Rounds three and four. So mm-hmm. if there's a guy that you're in love with at a guard position, wow, Rondell Moore falls oh. 69. That's oh, and Deami Brown, that really sucks. There was there's a lot of solid. Um, okay, here's one I think that's potential where you could be okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, drop can, five you, spots. can you clear it first? Because I want to yeah. see who's on the board here to see. Yep. Uh, I'll go to safety just to see if we were wrong. I think we were wrong there. Yeah, he's still there. Cisco is still there. But um, the top of the board per pro pro football network, you know, Peyton Turner from Houston, Milton. I like Milton Williams a lot. I know some people don't, but this dude could be, you know, um, straight shot the past season. Athleticism and development have been very impressive. High amount of upside. There we go. Bam, bam. That's what we like to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you're, we're all over the board here, right? I think at this point, you can yeah. take anything. Um, I think the only two spots that I think are off the board for them um, from a current roster standpoint is running back and quarterback. I don't believe in taking a quarterback late. It makes no sense to me. It's a throwaway pick. Um, either take your guy or don't. So, you know, you can make all the Tom Brady yeah. arguments you want, but it's happened once in the last I'm, Yeah, years. I'm thinking I'm entertaining that trade offer from the Patriots at this point. Yeah. Okay, we'll accept that. So the trade-off, or just for the people listening, you know, pick 72 and picks 153 uh, go to New England. In return, we get pick 77. So we drop down five spots, but we also go up 23 spots later on to pick 120. So mm-hmm. we'll accept that for now. I'm not going to go through the whole promise of 
rejecting and stuff. We're going to do, we'll, we'll hit these next two picks. Ooh, Jamar Johnson went there. That sucks. I think this is a little bit far to drop. You're dropping basically out of the yeah. third round altogether. Yeah. So, okay. No Williams still there guys. He's still there. I think that's God sending us a sign. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would, I would either go him or like, like you said, like offensive guard or tackle or something. If yeah, you let's really see, like someone there. Yeah, let's see on a, on the tackle. Stone Forsyth is a guy a lot of people are talking about that could be a later round guy. Um, Florida that, guy, baby. Yeah. Um, apparently, I'm just high on all the Florida teams, apparently. I don't get that. Um, they were all really good this year, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think they go guard just, just based on the fact that I don't really think you need one right this second. I don't think you need a center at all. You're yeah, I, I think you still need to see what you have in uh, – guy from kentucky last year stenberg yeah Stenberg, right. stenberg. for sure yeah i mean elijah molden he's a guy i think a lot of people like as yeah, well Yeah, that's that would probably be my pick um is he i, I guess can you click on him is it, they project him more as a slot or outside uh instinctive he's got him as a instinctive safety, safety. yeah maybe that's a negative easily blocked from the point of attack molden's a consistent college safety is well-rounded so maybe they have him projected going to safety um has size limitations um, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Um, if we're taking him as a corner, I think you could for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dwayne Eskrit, you know, there's some, there's some weapons still out there if we're being honest with ourselves, right. That, that are out there, um, you know, wide receiver wise, you know, Nico Collins, you know, I think that's, that's, you know, that's not terrible in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, you just need weapons at this point. So yeah. anything you can, um austin Watkins is a guy i know a lot of people like from uab i think we're still looking for that new slot guy too right yeah yeah which you're looking at like eskridge or schwartz from uh auburn mm-hmm. a couple of those guys are mm-hmm. I, which will probably it, be there down the list. yeah you've got another pick. you've got another pick here in about 30 picks or so yeah. so all right so can we just take milt williams and make me happy absolutely all yeah. right we did it all right grab. we did it all right i got one i got one i'm cool um yeah, I think looking on the way this board fell, the safety position definitely, I think, you know, is so deep where you can definitely find a guy maybe a little mm-hmm. bit later on. Um, but, like, I think that's why trading down, though, is so appealing, uh, not just to get the extra picks, but because of the depth that certain positions that the Lions could be targeting. You're just, man, you're really, really hoping to um, – okay, this offer doesn't sound great. Yeah, it's, not, it's not terrible, but – um let's just let's just stay out of that for now all right last pick before we before we reshuffle the deck here and put some new parameters on there um do we want to go wide receiver here um you know we went defense defense their last two picks so Mm -hmm. go wide receiver or or pass rusher uh i don't think you need to go tight end at this point although nick eubanks nick eubanks oh yeah come on i think he's still gonna be available a couple more picks down the road i don't know man you don't want to miss out on that sweet sweet talent right there um (laughs) You know, wide receiver, right? You've got, um, I guess, yeah, Schwartz is there. Um, Austin Watkins is there. Yeah. There's a couple different guys. I don't know. Like, the, at this point, you're definitely yeah. taking a little bit of a reach. Yeah, I don't – I don't. Position. yeah, I think you're definitely reaching at that point. I, I'm, I'm almost thinking you go for your backup tackle. Is it too early for that? I mean, that uh, from Stanford is there still. Walker Little. Walker yeah. Little. Stone Forsyth. Highly considered left tackle prospect in twenty nineteen is cut short by injury. He possessed a size of his footwork and he a little muscle getting back on track. Show a little rust after missing two years off the field. He's been down for two years. That means it's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> He's ready yeah. to go. 
that's going to be the that's going to be the excuse in preseason, right? Is well, he hasn't played in two years, so yeah. clearly he was worth the pick. I like Stone Forsyth a lot too. Um, he's big, um, you know, backup right tackle or guard in the power gap offense, whatever the hell that means. Power gap offense. Good lord, stop talking like you know stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, I think we I think we can take Walker Little though here, and I think you've got a yeah. guy that you can develop, and then if he's a guy, he's a guy. All right. So we're going to pause it there. So just to recap here, we went Kyle Pitts, Richie Granite safety at 41. Um, and then we traded down a little bit to get Milton Williams, the defensive tackle out of Louisiana tech, the new Aaron Donald of the defense. <laughs> Your guys are welcome. <laughs> so welcome. And then to end it, um, we went Walker little, the offensive tackle out of Stanford. All right. So we're going to restart this here. This one now um, I'll let you guys go crazy on your trades and all that good stuff. So if, if there's something that's, relatively appealing oh, straight up to number one yeah <laughs> get trevor no rob you gotta restart six, You're like, six, <laughs> six picks later okay um we've only got one trade offer here so clearly uh in your mocks dad that you've been sending me throughout the year you're i'm not nearly getting as much sexy picks as as you were getting on your trade down so is this something we want to entertain you go from seven you trade pick seven and pick 101 to baltimore in return you get pick 27 pick 31 pick 94 in the 2022 second round now you're dropping 20 spots but you're getting two first rounders in this draft um as well as probably a third and then a 20 and then a second next year to drop 20 spots. Now that means it takes you out of pretty much all the top wide receivers. Maybe Bateman's there at 27. Um, and maybe that's your hope at that point. And probably Parsons, JOK, probably the top notch corners. That's kind of where you're at. So is it something we want to entertain just for the hell of it? Or do we want to just stay at seven? I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys hammer it out in your own um, minds there. Because it's How's tough, it right? See. Because honestly, as Dad mentioned earlier too, mm-hmm. in this situation, you know, if there wasn't so, if this, if this top of this draft wasn't so quarterback heavy, I mean, in this particular mock, you have Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance going one through four, and then Kyle Pitts and Jalen Waddle went six, which is crazy to me. So at seven, you're passing on Sewell, Jamar Chase, and Rashawn Slater. And I think Baltimore immediately runs up and takes Jamar Chase um, immediately. They mm-hmm. need a number one for Lamar. Um, but at the same time, you're getting more picks, more throws at the dartboard, and this team has holes everywhere except for running back. So, I mean, do we want to see just to see how the board falls and see who's there? Yeah, I'd like to do it. Yeah, Why not? It. Why not, right? We get do-overs, unlike Brad Holmes, who I swear. Oh, they took Devontae Smith. They suck. I'm already pissed. <laughs> that sucks. The fact that Jamar Chase fell to 12 at Philadelphia is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. They needed, they needed a copy of Hollywood yeah exactly yeah, yeah it's exactly. exactly we just want we want two guys oh babin goes 20 screw the giants i hate them too uh jamie <laughs> david tevin jenkins that's a guy i know that dad you're pretty high on all right nope. let's okay we don't want to take this one i mean this one i mean you're only dropping down to the bottom of the first you back to back picks or do we want to stay wait i think uh, we should clear s- clear it a little bit here i yeah. want to sit here i want to see who goes over there Zayvon Collins, Trayvon Morig is there. Rousseau's there. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Zayvon Collins here for sure. <laughs> that would be my pick. But if you guys want to trade, it's up. You know, here's the thing. About, here's the thing about Zayvon Collins, though. It's crazy though, is that he would fit the old Matt Patricia scheme mm-hmm. very very well. He's a big dude, you know what I mean. But he's also just happens to be really fast, which is completely bucks the trend of every linebacker we've ever signed the last three years. So. Um, that's an interesting one. I don't know how many people would be like, yay, we got, him. <laughs> you know, just based off of that. But I see why you like him though. He's, he's huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's a big guy. He's got the speed to go with it. He can actually yeah. cover. I mean, he can rush yeah. the pass. He kind of does everything mm-hmm. really well. Um, I think at this point, too. Yeah, I, I think, think he's just that small notch below Parsons. But. Yeah, I, I honestly think, too, at this point, I don't think corners off the board. I think Farley being here um, at that spot. I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys you could take in this. I like Farley. Just that thing with the back, man. That's got everybody. Because otherwise, he's top 10. You know? Yeah. Right, absolutely. All right, do we want to do we want to take the pick here, or do we want to trade down and just see what happens? I mean, you're only trading down, uh, trading down five spots, and you get an addition. Will he be there? Uh, you know, you have back to back. Then you have 31 and 32. So, yippee dippy. This is the only time the Lions ever going to be picking this low for the next two years. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Rams are going to be really good, apparently. So, oh, that's true. Picking their- that's true. Yeah, Mike is definitely on the train of the Rams need to suck super duper bad. I, I'm, con- I'm conflicted as a Lions fan because I want Stafford. No, to I'm a Lions fan, so I want them to no, suck. I'm sorry, so not as a Lions fan, as a Stafford fan, because I want to see Stafford go bananas, but at the same time. I, we've seen that before, and they still go five and eleven. Everyone goes, "Well, Stafford sucks." So yeah. I, I, I can't win. Yeah. Can I meet you halfway where he throws like fifty five hundred yards, but they go five and eleven? Can he win MVP and they go five and eleven? No, damn. Because you have to win like ten games to win MVP at least. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> what about they go like ten and six, but they miss the playoffs? So like in the middle uh, of the first round, but he wins MVP. Sets records. Six thousand okay yards. I'd be okay with that. Okay, 6,000 yards, only 64 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I'm going to be realistic about the numbers here. Um, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> All right, so do we, want to, do we want to pass oh, yeah, on this it? or do we want to take this? I mean, uh, I mean it's, it's not bad I'm, I'm value. Good, uh, yeah, I'm good with taking it. It picks up as another second next year. Mm-hmm. You have so many picks next year. All and right, there's, still, there's still a good group of guys here that we can get back-to-back up here. All right, let's take it and see what happens. And they both fall, fall in the first round, so we'll have fifth-year options on both of them too. So, all right, so this one, all right, oh, we're not trading out again. We still perfect. Need, we need to actually and, pick here. And Collins is still there. Perfect. All right, so we're gonna take Zayvon Collins of thirty-one because he deserves yeah. just a little bit more money than the next guy that we're gonna pick. Um, that doesn't <laughs> sound great. Okay, so we're gonna stay here. All right, so now here, I think Morig at thirty-two. I think that's pretty darn good uh, yeah. value, quite frankly. I like um, that. Do we want to go? All, let's look at the wide receiver. I mean, Kadarius, I mean, I know value wise, maybe at the numbers, but we also have to think about, you know, yeah, we're going to have a pick again here in about 10 picks. So I think, right. Get our, our wide our receiver, receiver there. next. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you want to take, so we don't want to take more egg here. Yeah. This okay. redefines the middle of your defense right there. I like that. Mm-hmm. Eric Stokes is gone. Uh, sure. They take a tight end that I've never heard of before. Why not? Um, That's what they do. Oh, that's not, that's not terrible. Let me drop a back five pick. I mean, at this point, 2022, you might as well give every pick to the Lions at the way we're going. <laughs> have two firsts, two seconds, Second, two, thirds. two thirds. Good Lord. I mean, that's not bad, though. That's not bad value. No, I, I think I would actually do this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's take that. I think that's pretty okay. They take Tony. So if they if he's the greatest player ever, I blame you guys. Um, we're not trading no. with the Bears because uh, screw the Bears. Oh, screw the Bears, yeah. I agree um, with that. All right, so now looking at it, I think Elijah Moore, uh, Rondell Moore, I think is probably still on the board here. I think they have to yeah. go offensive weapon at some point here. Uh, yeah. uh, Rondell Moore is pretty intriguing. Deion yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, high, I'm pretty high on Rondell Moore. Yeah. Um, okay, so we think Rondell Moore is really? the guy. Yeah. I mean, he's fast as hell. I mean, good lord, is he fast? All right, so we'll take Rondell Moore there. Got an additional third. Um, what do you guys just based off comparison so far? Are you guys liking this draft better than the first one? I mean, in the last yes. draft, right, you got the best 
best offensive weapon in the draft in Kyle Pitts. This one, obviously, you trade down a ton. Um, oh, Milton, see, Milton Williams, 65. See, I'm telling you, right there, there's the value. Got to trade up there, Ron. You know, Jackson, you know, Jackson, oh, they want us to trade up now. Um, oh, no, we trade down. I'm sorry. They want us to trade down four spots here. Let me, let's see what the other one is. Yeah, we're not taking that one for sure. Oh. But um, <laughs> let's look at the board here and how it's fallen. Um, this is not a bad, this would not be bad value oh, at yeah, all. Or, or try on either. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a nice one too. I think mm-hmm. you, let me, let me look at the, let me look at Jalen Mayfield falling pretty far too. Where do you see him at? Yeah, that's weird. Seven, oh yeah. Offensive tag. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the wide receivers just in case, just to see if there's anything still there. Um, I mean, Nico, I think they could, I, I mean, in this draft too, I definitely think they could go back to like m- multiple picks at the same spot too. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked. They take, they say they take chase at seven and then two picks, two rounds later, they take Nico Collins at, at 72. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I just think at this point you're, you're so needy at every spot offensively. Um, is there a spot that maybe we want to target uh, position wise? I mean, we've gone basically back to back defense. Then we just took our wide receiver. Um, this is the top of the board. I think Eichenberg at 60 is, yeah, I, I think I like, this I is like great. Value. I think this is great value. Mm-hmm. Um, in my personal opinion, Nick Bolton being there at 71 too was really hard to be like, no, <laughs> especially because you don't really know where Tavai is going to be after this year either, you know, because I don't think they're going to pick up or even going to try to resign that slow ass. So let's go to our list of tackles here. I want to see, you know, because our next pick's what, 101? Mm-hmm. I've only got this. For, I think I've only got this. For, I've only got this for three rounds though. Oh, so we got 94. So we pick again in 22 picks. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. Mayfield for sure could potentially be there. Um, but it's all about at this point, right? Like what position do you, I mean, like this is, I think this is solid value. And then I think at that point, once you start getting into the back half of the third, fourth, fifth, I mean, it, it's just gotta be best player available in, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. what, what fourth round pick you're like, Oh yeah. Scheme fit. He's going to start day one. It ain't happening very often. Yeah. I'm, my, my thought is, do you go receiver again here? Yeah, you could. We already sure. we already took the the slot. I mean, mm-hmm. Rondell Moore is our slot. I mean, I really, really like Nico Collins. I was so surprised by his pro day. I think that that would be a I think yeah. a solid. Pick. I'm, I'm actually a fan there. of the. I'm a fan of taking him here. Actually, Mike, over a tackle. You, what, I still think there's some other tackles. I I, I wouldn't be mad here, um, okay. especially because we pick soon, so we could pick a tackle later. Okay, I'd probably get a good guy. Still, I'm down. All right, so we go back to back wide receiver here. Um, let's see, Jalen Mayfield just went. Uh, Tyron just went there. Um, Jamar Johnson fell that far. That's surprising to me. I think he's going to be higher. Oh, Eichenberg went to the Bears. That's that's unfortunate. Um, I hope he sucks then. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to actually be our pick <laughs> in the reaction round three. Oh, that's pretty enticing too, but that's fine. We're going to save it there. Okay, uh, let's look at tackle here. Okay, so took a risk. I don't necessarily know if it paid off for us. Um, no. In, in this particular there. spot. Yeah, stone, yeah. Stone's I, there. I do like Forsyth. I think you can get him in round four, though. In my uh, yeah, I like Jalen Moore, too, from Western Michigan. Yeah. Let's look at the read-up on him. Despite not being great by scouts coming into the season, I've had more stamps as a day three prospect since the sophomore campaign, potential right tackle, or even inside a guard. There we go. Don't ask him to, to block in motion. Okay, sure. Let's just, <laughs> let's just throw buzzwords. I love these sites. They just throw buzzwords out there. A tackle from uh, Cincinnati too, James Hudson. 
Mm. What's his rate up? Uh, where is he at? Something. something. Oh, there we go. Um, after marginal playing time in the prior four years, Hudson moved to the first team in 2020. Yeah, possesses the strength. Yeah, so what is he, 32? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nick Bolton is there at 70, is still there. I don't know about you guys. That is tremendous value. Um, that, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that because well even like Dylan Mo, even Dylan Moses is still there. I like him. I also like Paulson Adebo a lot too out of Stanford. I know maybe Oh yeah, I do. As uh, well. Yeah, he's really I think he's really good. I like Roche out of Miami. I know you're taking a step down going edge after the first couple guys, but mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, you're basically in round 4 here. Um so I mean, I'm personally on the Nick Bolton train here. I think that's a great. Yeah. That's a I mean, you just basically revamp yeah, I'll take that. That's linebacker. All right, so to review here, because that's the end of the the end of the. I only did it for three rounds, but so we went. You traded down all the way to thirty-two or twenty-seven. Then we traded down again to thirty-one. So we had thirty-one and thirty-two overall. Zavin Collins out of Tulsa, Trayvon Moore got of TCU, um, and then you went Rondell Moore at forty-six and Nico Collins at 72. So back-to-back wide receiver. And then we ended the third round with uh, Nick Bolton. So, I mean, you got some value there for sure. You've addressed three really big needs, linebacker, wide receiver, and safety. Um, and you really like reinforced it as well, right? Um, last thing here before we sign off is, you know, I want you guys to make, give me a, you know, call your shot moment here at seven. I'm going to give you two. Give me at seven. They can't trade out. Who's the, who do you think they're going to take? Not who do you want, but who is the, like, who do you think they're going to take? And then two, if they trade down, where do you think they trade down to? And who's the pick? Okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you both because for whatever reason, we have more optimism this year that they're going to somehow trade out. I don't know if they're actually going to be able to do it, but every year we talk about it, like it's going to happen. So if he does, Brad Holmes are the greatest GM in Lions history. It's fine. But so at seven, Mike, I'm going to start with you. Who is the pick that you think is going to, is going to be it? Depending on how you, how you think the board is going to fall on Thursday night, number seven overall, Detroit Lions select. Uh, they're going to take Panay Sewell. Panay Sewell, offensive tackle out of Oregon. He's going to yeah. go to right tackle. You're going to have bookend sides now. I think your offensive line is immediately a hundred times better and mm-hmm. Jared Goff is doing backflips. Dad, yeah. who's he taking? Yeah, I'm at seven. Uh, at seven. Yeah, I don't think there's gonna be uh drama here. I'm gonna go with Mike here. I think it's gonna be Sewell. All right. I think yeah. weirdly enough, I actually think it's gonna be Slater because I think Sewell's gonna be gone. Okay. I definitely think it's gonna be offensive lineman. Yeah, see, I think I think Jamar Chase is going to Cincinnati. I do too. So I, do too. I don't think yeah. he's gonna be there. So it has to be either uh Slater or Sewell. Yep. And I think Sewell will be there, so they're going to take him. All right, one more thing, actually, before I get to your other pick. If Justin Fields is there at seven and, you, and you're not <laughs> getting a call, do you take him? Do you take him? Just, just no. on positional value alone, if you think he's the guy, do you take him? No. Nope? Okay. Dad, you I take him? Know. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard, right? Because you're like, man. Because here's the thing. If If – if Fields goes to San Francisco or wherever and he looks okay, we're going to have the same exact conversation we had this year where, oh, Kuda was a terrible pick. They should have taken Tua, blah, 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 blah. Or they should have taken Herbert, even though nobody in their right mind was calling for Herbert at, th- at three, but it's fine. Um, and Goff is going to look bad. 
it's just, just and not even, I don't even think due to the fact that golf is bad. It's because looking at what he's going to have to help him, this, this is not a good roster, right? He's, he's being set up to fail very high here. Um, but if you have an opportunity to take your guy and he is the number one rated prospect on your board, say fields Sewell are tied on a grade. They both have a first round high first round grade. Do you pass on him, or do you just pray to God that somebody falls in love with him and you trade down? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. hoping for that scenario. I'm hoping somebody yeah. falls in love with him and wants to trade up. Yeah. But do you somebody take like, him? So right now, gun to your head, you take him or not? I don't think I do. You don't think you take him? That's going to be no. a very interesting. I'm kind of hoping it happens just to see what happens. <laughs> just to see. Just to see. Yeah. All right. Trade down scenario. Okay. Give me a realistic target that you think that could happen. Not where you want, where everyone, you know, you know, Jerry Jones has a small aneurysm and gives us four first rounders. But, um, you know, Mike, I'm going to start with you. If the, if the trade down option is on the table, quarterback's there, Kyle Pitts is there, blah, 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 whoever's there. Um, how comfortable do you think the Lions would be actively to move down? Um, you know, and, and where do you think, who do you think they target if they trade down to wherever you think that they, you know, their floor is? Um, I think they, well, I think, I think they'd go, it's um, a good question. I think they somehow try to maneuver Rashawn Slater if they move down, because I think he's going to be available. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people haven't mocked to the Chargers, so it's at 13. Yeah. So anywhere around there, I think they could try to trade down and still get him above mm-hmm. the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you so, have, do you have a team or Michael in Parsons mind? In that, right. Do you have a team so in mind that you think would want to trade up with the Lions, depending on how the board falls? Do you think, is, do you think it's the normal cast of characters we've been talking about for the last two months? It's the New Englands, um, you know, the potentially the Cardinals. The, you know, the Cardinals, maybe we've seen that happen. Yeah. Even somebody like Denver, you know, I don't see Denver wanting to move up at this point anymore, just based on the fact that Darnold no. is Carolina. So I think that kind of screws the Lions a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Philadelphia traded down. Um, I could maybe see uh, Washington, maybe if they're really if if like Justin Fields is there or something but I mean they just went Ohio State quarterback too and like how that worked out um so I mean is there a team that you maybe would like to circle on people's minds to be like listen if 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 the right scenario is there this is a team that I think could definitely is looking to be aggressive um I would like to trade see that's the problem is I, I would think if if we did get an update, it was, all right, Lions traded their pick. I would yeah. assume New England traded like a whole boatload to go up to seven. Right. Um, but that's not guy. necessarily where I want to mm-hmm. – I don't want to be at 15, though, mm-hmm. because I think you lose out on just about everyone that you really want in the first round. Yeah, you're really um, hoping Mark and Micah Parsons falls past Minnesota at that point. And yeah, I don't exactly. Think, and I don't that's going to be a really tough pass. You're like, man, from this – so I would I would say maybe the Eagles try to jump back up, but okay. I, I don't really see many people wanting to trade up from where they're at. Yeah, uh, this is tough, especially if, if it goes if the first four picks are quarterbacks, take trade off trade down completely off the table. Yeah. It's not happening. It's it's just not. You need fields to fall is really yes. the end of the day. You need the you need the Niners to balk and take Lance or Mac um, or Mac Jones and Atlanta to go Kyle Pitts is really what you need because yeah. then at that point five, six, seven, you're going to have your option of one of those two tackles the best wide receiver or potentially Justin Fields still be on the board for you. And at that point, Mm -hmm. you probably have a great chance to do it. So I wouldn't be shocked there. Dad, is there, is there a spot that you wouldn't want to trade down past um, if, if you're Brad Holmes um, to make sure you land a guy that you think could be a, this guy, whoever gets drafted has got to be a day one starter. Yeah, for sure. And I I mean, I think in our little scenario that we just ran, even trading down to the bottom of the round, we still got, 
two starters for our defense yeah, in the first absolutely. round. So absolutely. really there's not a spot here that I'm, I'm not, you know, I wouldn't be like mm-hmm. you know, upset that we traded down to, I mean, a couple of teams, I, I still think Denver is a possibility to trade up because if you give the impression that you might take that quarterback, then they, maybe they want to make sure they get that quarterback. So they mm-hmm. trade with you and you pick up an extra pick, you know? So yep. I think there's a lot of trading partners, but I think it's going to be a big waiting game of how those first six Three. picks go, you know? Yep. Absolutely. I mean, the, the intrigue I passed the, you know, pick one and pick two, it's going to be very anticlimactic and they're going to milk the clock the entire time. It's going to be really annoying. Um, but then pick three is where everything starts going crazy. Cause if fields goes, it's like, and we all got super excited for nothing, but if it's not fields and somehow they take somebody else, the whole, everyone's going to be like, Oh my gosh, what are they doing? And so mm-hmm. that's the interest. It's like the Trubisky trade all over again. The so, Bears flip one spot just to go get a guy nobody else wanted. <laughs> yeah. who, who do you think has a better trade-up value if they're there at our pick, Fields or Lance? Fields. Fields uh, Fields for me for a couple reasons. Number one, I think the only reason why Trey Lance is even on your board if you're the Lions is because he can sit. I don't think Trey Lance going into any scenario for a team that wants to trade up and needs a quarterback is prepared to help him. Um, even a team like Washington, who I think is honestly a quarterback away, they had a top five defense. They've got good receivers. They have a solid run game. Offensive line is above average. Um, they, he's not ready. What about Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh moving up. I mean, I, I would love to see it because I hate the Steelers. Um, but because I, I just, I can't, I, maybe it's just because I don't like their fans. I don't know. But, uh, for I just Pittsburgh, feel like with this quarterback heavy class that right. they, they could really look at a replacement for Roethlisberger and let him sit a year for Maybe sure. Cause they weren't that far out last year. I mean, they, they, you know, they had got, run and yeah. I mean, yeah, well then Roethlisberger threw four, 14 interceptions in one game. So yeah. that didn't help either. But do you think though, that, that, that Lance would be the guy to kind of help them? That's the problem. It's like, okay, you're going to almost be then you're selling, you're mortgaging the future, hoping to God that this guy's the dude um to replace Roethlisberger but he's probably not even gonna see the field next year you know what I mean like that's the thing you're giving up a lot of picks to go up and get a guy um you know I think Justin Fields whether it's accurate or not could come in day one and start for you should he probably not but is he probably like if the Niners take him I think Garoppolo lasts three games and they better be three and zero for him to keep his job. Otherwise, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think Fields is clearly the third best. Me and Mike have talked about this from a, from a tiering standpoint. It's Trevor Lawrence, and then there's a massive gap, and then it's Zach Wilson, and then right behind him is probably Fields. And yeah, in my scenario, gap. in my scenario, I'm thinking Fields is being taken by San Francisco, not Matt okay. Jones. But yeah, I, th- I think Jones. Realistically, I I I mean. I hope for my prediction it comes right, but I honestly I don't think he should be in the top fifteen picks. But I, I don't I don't disagree with that at all. Quite frankly, I don't I don't understand what people are seeing out of him as from every other just stand there guy. Like I don't see anything that makes him any different than a Trask or any of these other dudes who outside of a size. I mean, I get it; he's a bigger dude. You can be smart, and that's awesome. But if you don't have the athletic tools to get yourself out of a situation it you're not it's not the way of the nfl anymore it's just not you have to be able to move and scramble brady is the only one if we're looking at it objectively he's the only guy who can do it whether it's you look at Mahomes, even rogers right rogers likes to stay in the pocket but where is rogers most deadly when he's on the rollout 
and he just throws a dagger to kill your soul. I'd say Breeze could also do it. Too. Oh yeah, sorry, yeah, Breeze as well. Right, for sure. Yeah, those, well, those are, are probably the only two. They're you know when were they drafted? Oh, I forgot. Twenty five years ago, mm. literally a, a, my lifetime ago is when they were taken. So it's 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 the entirely different NFL. Um, but overall, yeah, I think if you really hope Fields is there because mm-hmm. I think that's your best. I don't even think anybody's honestly going to be willing to trade up to get Lance at seven. I just don't. I just, I did, I think it's going to be one of those things where San Francisco and Atlanta, those two picks, depending on what happens is the tide turning for the draft. You're hoping that San Francisco box and then Atlanta takes Kyle Pitts or a tackle. And then you're giddy because then you're like, Oh my gosh, there's a potential that it's going to happen. Otherwise I think it's going to be very anticlimactic and you just take best player available, which is going to be an offensive tackle. <laughs> All it takes is one team, though, right? To fall in love. Absolutely. Josh, Josh Absolutely. Rosen, he was terrible. They Absolutely. traded the farm to move up to number three to get him. So, hey, the Rams gave up how much to get Jared Goff? So, yeah. I mean, you know, or the Eagles for Carson Wentz, right? I mean, you, it, I've seen crazier things happen. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to say this for Lions fans, though. Really, at this point, you're not really in a lose situation. You're pretty much in a win-win situation because no matter who is there at seven, you're, you're going to get. Gonna a good get player. You're getting a good mm-hmm. player with the amount of quarterbacks that are going to be taken. You're getting got. You're getting an opportunity at a guy like Panay Sewell, who you're talking about at seven, who at, last year this time was being talked about as the number one overall pick. I mean, think about that. He's the best tackle prospect we've seen in in in, some, in quite some time. So if that's the pick, if it's Slater, if it's I'm going to be honestly pretty okay with anybody that they take. I don't think there's a guy that they can take that's been realistically linked to them in any shape or form at seven. And I'd be like, that was a terrible pick. I want, I'm not going to have that feeling that they had when they took Jared Davis. Okay. Like it's just not, <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, any other thoughts guys, before we, before we wrap this up. I'm off of my sleeper pick of uh, Jalen Twyman. I'm, I think I'm. Oh yeah, there we him. go. Oh, you're off of him now. You're not. He's not, yeah. he's not your guy anymore. That rascal yeah. really took you off him, didn't he? The defensive did. tackle out of Pittsburgh did. <laughs> did not test well on that portion. I was like, Ugh. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of good talk about him, and then it just kind of fell fell apart. So I think I'm off the bandwagon. Yeah, Mike, is there uh, is there any bold predictions you want to make in this draft, or you think it's going to be anticlimactic? At the I think end? I think it's going to be so anticlimactic. I know like we've been talking about it for so much. It's going to go the top seven is going to be like the exactly exactly how we think, and we're going to go. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's that sounds all right. I like to you know, yeah, go ahead. like last year's when we yep. were talking about like Burrow and like the top five were the exact same as we were talking about. We're like, yep. Okay. Sounds, sounds it was just right. one of those things where it's like, what are the Lions going to do? Because the thought of it, and you're like, okay, they took Okuda. Okay, cool. All right, we're done. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was, that like, was fun. That was fun. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what you're hoping is the Bears to do something stupid and grab up all their picks with us and, you know, mm-hmm. do something like that. Bold prediction, Deb, before we sign off? Um, regarding the draft? Yeah. Not the Lions. I know you think the Lions are somehow still going to go 500. You, you, you blew. They can't go 500. You, or I'm sorry. They're, yeah. They'll, <laughs> yeah. They'll go eight. They're going to go eight, nine. <laughs> wow. Haters, haters, haters. I'm not hating, dude, but look at this. This roster's garbage. <laughs> I mean, I, got, like I said, I don't right know. spots, but man, there's a lot of low spots. I still feel like because you have an offensive line that's pretty solid. That's only yeah. going to be better this year. Yeah, that'll at least protect, and hey, you'll have a run game that slows the clock down. It gives you more opportunities to keep games close. So, okay, I, Matt I, Patricia. Okay, Matt Patricia. 
No, see, my only <laughs> no. problem is I would tr- I would try to buy into it, but their schedule is so impossibly oh hard. Yeah. If is. this was last year's like, schedule, I'd have a lot more confidence in yeah. that thought. But you're but playing the NFC West oh. and the AFC North, but they're the two best divisions. And so I'm yeah, like, yeah, you're Seattle, uh, the Rams, and the, the Niners. 49ers. And even Arizona. And even Arizona, who you And bet. then you go to the AFC and you get Baltimore – Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. I go, all right, well. Yeah, out of those eight games, I see Cincinnati, and then I think maybe you can beat the Cardinals. Cardinals. I think that Rams game is going to be the biggest ball. I think Stafford is going to go, I love you guys, but I'm going to throw for oogles of yards. I mean, like, I think he's going to have a thousand yards in that one game. I'm just throwing Mm -hmm. that out there right there, but all right, that's going to be it for this week's show guys. Thanks so much for my dad for jumping on here, you know, in our draft week special, we'll be back next week, obviously talking what the lines did in the first, in the, not just in the first round, but the whole draft in in itself. We'll give our reviews, our takes, our thoughts and how somehow they managed to mess it up. Even though I said, I'll be happy no matter what they do. Um, We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking, obviously probably some more pro wrestling news as well. Previewing WrestleMania backlash talking about that huge, title versus title match between Kenny Omega and Rich Swan for the AEW and impact world championships. Got to talk about that, of course, um, as well as probably some NBA playoff talk as we get ramped up for the rest of the season, but that's going to be it for this week's show on behalf of the Merck zone on behalf of my father, the draft expert himself, Ryan Johnson, I'm the mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeca, and we will see you guys as always next time.